this is a quite popular nursing home uh, where and these guys didn't have all the supporting infrastructure for high end equipment so they bought our device uh, and uh, it's been a year and the doctor called me and said uh, said sir from last one one year we haven't sent a baby to any other neonatal icu or any, uh, any other place because of your device all premature babies we are able to manage here itself hello everyone ashok here thank you for tuning in to this second episode of indian startup stories today our guest is nitesh kumar jangir co-founder of koyo labs a medical device company solving unmet clinical needs in the field of emergency and critical care they have developed first in the world innovative solutions addressing unmet clinical problems like ventilator assisted pneumonia for adults and a very handy neonatal breathing support machine for newborn premature babies avoiding nicus in this episode nitesh talks about his background how it all started products they create solving critical needs his experience in understanding the problems in healthcare institutes the impact that the innovations are bringing in multiple indian villages and towns how they got investors before even starting business interesting facts on registering patents and maintaining it and much more so let's jump in Hi Nitesh thank you for coming on Indian Startup Stories today welcome to the show Hi Shik thanks for inviting me I'm really happy to be here My pleasure to uh, please tell our audience what you're creating in Koyo Labs Koyo Labs uh, our focus is on developing new medical devices in the field of emergency and critical care where we focus on finding unmet clinical needs specifically for low resource settings and then we go back and see what kind of technological uh, solution we, we can develop which can solve these problems which are needed by millions of people in india alone and responsible for uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of lives we are we are losing because of lack of very curated and good technology here okay that's definitely is the need of our service in healthcare uh, how did it all started uh, the idea of collabs and what was the spark moment we planned for it i have been trained in inventing new medical devices that's what uh, i was supposed to be doing after completing my education so i've been trained in a process called bio design which is a process of inventing new medical devices by identifying uh, unmet clinical needs so i spent almost around 2 uh, to 3 months in a hospital's emergency room along with my partner nachiket and three doctors and one business specialist ram all of us we spent 2 uh, months there figuring out what are the uh, most pressing needs uh, the hospital is, is is facing and then we analyze all all of them put lot of scientific data behind it did uh, a lot of scoring did lot of secondary research and then picked up uh, two needs which we really wanted to solve and that's how and once we figure out what can be the most optimal solutions to solve these problems we started for your lives okay that's that's nice so when did it all started uh, which year and uh, what are the focus areas 2014 uh, oh, okay, focus okay. area is critical care icus oh okay so what are the main products that you uh, come out of multiple products and uh, so one one of our product is a product which prevents uh, deadly hospital acquired infection called ventilator associated pneumonia or ventilator associated event so uh, basically not many people know that if a patient goes on a ventilator he has a 30% chances that he will die because of a secondary infection or secondary pneumonia that patient gets from uh, being on on the on the ventilator it happens because we generate close to 2 liter of saliva every day but uh, what we do we swallow all of the saliva but, but people mm-hmm. who are on ventilator they have tube going inside uh, their throat 
uh, and uh, because they are on ventilator uh, and these tubes are going inside the patient these patients are also heavily sedated they lose their uh, natural mechanism of swallowing so all the saliva which was supposed to go in either go out of your body uh, by multiple multiple ways uh, will not go and slowly slowly it accumulates and trickle down to the lungs see as a normal person if uh, we get any amount of saliva in in our uh, throat we cuff it out that's the cuff mechanism is there but patients who are on ventilator they cannot do it the saliva is a really, really good place for bacteria to grow Mm-hmm. so uh, because it's full of uh, uh, glucose and all other uh, nutrients for them and then slowly slowly it goes inside the lungs and infect them so uh, assume a patient who's already and already unable to breathe properly that's why uh, that person is on ventilator and above that they get a lung infection uh, which damages their lungs again uh, it's similar situation with uh, covid as you guys might be seeing most patients who are on covid on ventilator they have a severe pneumonia so pneumonia already damaging your lungs uh, so uh, to solve this problem we have built a device we call it vap care which automatically okay. senses and remove all the secretions from multiple locations from mouth from back of our neck uh, inside our throat and all these places and uh, make sure that none of these sec- infected secretions reaches to the lungs this same machine also pushes anti uh, bacterial or in covid we are seeing a, people are using antiviral liquid inside the patient's mouth it rinses the patient's whole oral cavity uh, takes out the uh, again takes out this infected fluid out and then it ensures uh, that even oral hygiene is maintained so then uh, uh, the chances of acquiring this deadly infections uh, infection becomes really really uh, low what this whole system does this system automates this whole process of oral hygiene management and secretion management so now uh, nurses and doctors also they don't need to go near to the patient's mouth and manually remove all the saliva and secretion because especially in infectious disease like covid it is really dangerous process uh, even who has declared yeah. open suctioning as one of the reason covid uh, might transmit this is a uh, world's only device which can do all these functions we have patents granted across across the globe we already got us fda registration done for this device oh i guess it plays a very good risk avoidance role keeping the health workers safe and outside of the infected fluid that's great and uh, how long did it uh, take to bring out the product uh, you got the fda approval and stuff yeah it took took us around 5 years to uh, develop it fully okay so it's it's, it's well prepared when covid has it for covid actually we developed another product uh, also but that was largely uh, related to providing non invasive ventilation so that also has became became a big hit now okay how uh, challenging was this bringing out these ventilators can you talk about a uh, story about because when covid started the world facing challenges because of this ventilators right i think that was uh, all misinformation people have uh okay. i don't know if many people know that with ventilator ventilator 90% of the patients are dying mm-hmm. so i i'm i'm not sure whether people have talked to critical care physicians that do they really need these many ventilators now i go to the hospitals there is oversupply of ventilators but they don't have see it's not about machine these machines mm-hmm. are complex machine you need uh, people who are really highly trained who can use these machines we don't have those people here so uh, so that that becomes a bigger challenge than machine and then ventilators are the last machine one should use these are not not a machine which can save a lot of people 
right so in terms of i mean using the non invasive uh, methods uh, before getting into the invasive uh, procedures right yeah so you have, uh, one have to use non invasive ventilation uh, only as much as possible so there there are multiple modes available bipap cpap high flow uh, these are more of clinical terms so basically either uh, you increase the pressure or you increase the flow you increase the amount of oxygen you are giving try multiple uh, ways of physics to ensure that patient's uh, oxygen levels are on uh, uh, acceptable level while clinicians are treating covid virus okay in um, uh, coyo labs you are predominantly into the neonatal services as well um, along with uh, treating other patients with covid uh, especially uh, babies in icus uh, handling the golden moments of their initial days our idea is to be into emergency and critical care and mm-hmm. then play the most critical uh, play the role in most critical area so one big issue which we saw during uh, our time in hospital that lot of premature babies born outside uh, hospitals where they have neonatal icus <laughs> we are talking about more than mm-hmm. 70% of these babies born outside a center mm-hmm. where neonatal icus is not there huh? yeah. in india we have more than 4 million baby born prematurely india has in the world we have the highest level of prematurity that's quite high yeah and uh, so and all of most of these premature babies require immediate breathing support because their lungs are not developed in the hierarchy of uh, uh, this thing overall pregnancy and del- delivery lungs are the last organs to which get fully developed so if a mm. baby uh, born premature their their lungs are not properly developed they are unable to breathe without any support but all these existing support m- machines are uh, designed for neonatal icu again it's not just about the machine it's about the people who are using them as well as a lot of supporting infrastructure required to use this machine so you require compressed gas uh, compressed oxygen continuous supply of electricity you cannot use these machines in uh, trans trans transport these are mach- machines are complex to use complex to set up so we looked at this problem and then we found that more than 162000 babies every year die because they just don't get access to this machine uh when they really require it so that's where we designed this uh, device we call it sas sas is actually world's only neonatal cpap machine which can work without electricity which can work both in hospital as well as in transport and for us transport means literally anything i'm talking about even on motorbike you can just carry this machine this is this machine is just 4 kg this does not require any supporting infrastructure Yeah. and it 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 okay. can also work without uh, electricity as i told you it has a manual a manual mode in it so you are covering both the neonatal uh, for babies as well as uh, covid patients yeah the covid one we uh, started only after covid we never thought we'll get into adult non invasive ventilation market uh, okay. but we when we looked at this thing we because we were constantly in, in discussion with uh, senior critical care specialist and all of them mm-hmm. they said that we require good non invasive ventilation machines which which were not available in india uh, so okay. uh, so so that that's that's where we said that okay we already have the neonatal one we can use our experience and knowledge to make an adult one so that's where uh, uh, this thing came and i'm happy to tell you now we have more than 400 of these machines installed across india and uh, oh, from our okay. calculation we are seeing it these machines have been used on more than 3500 uh, patients okay that's that's good number yeah so 
Uh, so uh, lately due to covid i mean uh, generally dynamics have changed in all the industry especially in healthcare right uh, with uh, lockdown hampering uh, manufacturing of uh, hardware equipment and you you being i mean predominantly the hardware equipments right for uh, neonatal care or uh, the webcast of uh, how did you handle the demand and the need for fulfillment in this area yeah i, I think uh, we were lucky that most of our supply uh, we were able to maintain in india even earlier Mm-hmm. so uh, we we it, it it was expensive it took lot of effort to uh, bring our local suppliers to a level where we can produce a fda approved device but uh, then uh, we had suppliers in uh, because we we came into the category of critical or essential supply and most of our research is also supported by byrac uh, which is a part of dbt government of india so these guys have helped us if anything we needed to get from any other country these guys help have helped us to get those uh, that material in so there were a, there was a parallel supply chain happening uh, especially for essential uh, goods even during the lockdown and we were allowed to work full time even most of our suppliers were allowed to work full time okay and can you talk about any specific pride instance um, like you being part of your customer journey uh, be it a hospital or a non-profit organization two months back actually we went to a rural uh, not it's not a rural hospital i would say a semi urban hospital of government setup where we gave our device for a demo a uh, doc- mm-hmm. doctor uh, just for a couple of days and it's been four months they haven't gave us gave us uh, this device back because from that day onwards Uh, okay this device is not uh, without patient okay and and which part of uh, india is it uh, it was uh, in maharashtra okay okay economically we were thinking that oh man we our one device is stuck but then other way we were really happy that uh, in a place where there was no yeah. nothing to support uh, this happened and another place even in, uh, it was a small nursing home now you can see that okay. that's where these devices were designed for india play really vital role a small okay. nursing home in punjab uh, again that that's really really that is in a place called pagwara which is in really small town okay and this in this nursing this is this was this is a quite popular nursing home uh, where and these guys didn't have all the supporting infrastructure for high end equipment so they bought our device uh, and uh, it's been a year and the doctor called me and said uh, said sir from last one one year we haven't sent a baby to mm-hmm. any other neonatal icu or in, uh, any other place because of your device all premature babies we are able to manage here itself oh that's nice yeah, uh, yeah. relating to your number that you mentioned like 4 million uh, uh, babies were in need of these kind of devices right i guess you mentioned around 3500 uh, hospitals that so 3500 uh, patient that that's a covid device uh, the mm-hmm. uh, neonatal one have been you know, has been used in the more than 1000 patients by now okay and all of this hap- happened during uh, we have launched our devices uh, around a year back only and because of covid okay. our, uh, our neonatal and other products got suffered little bit uh, okay. so, but then even after that we are seeing this kind of impact and use case right right covid has actually pushed uh, every bin- uh, industries to think differently right and especially for you um, you it should have brought in a, quite a lot of changes as an individual and you and also for your business right can you uh, highlight on some of the execution and how you manage scaling your product because now uh, need is actually surging on everyday basis actually now most products related which are, which are related to covid uh, i would say they have been o- o- already oversupplied 
So uh, what actually what we are we are seeing in our industry for next ten years there won't be any hospital buying ventilators. Okay. There there won't be supply of monitors. I mean many of these critical care equipment has been oversupplied. So now we have to think even more differently to figure out now mm. what value we can uh, we can bring on. The one thing uh, which we realized we understood a lot of uh, on ground realities. Mm-hmm. and then we uh, some we realized that most 99% of our indian products are uh, or products which are in india medical devices are copy copy products and uh, those do not work uh, in these these local setting so now we are uh, building a lot of automation lot of intelligence into the devices so it reduces dependency on skilled workers because okay. this is the biggest challenge we have seen we have not seen the biggest challenge as an infrastructure but the biggest challenge we have seen is uh, highly trained uh, people so idea is to make uh, our sol- solutions foolproof that uh, a, okay. a patient if he requires non invasive ventilation a doctor should go switch on our device uh, or even not even a doctor a technician should go and switch on our device and they should forget but it should still be able to pro- provide all that icu care uh, icu level uh, non invasive ventilation care right so it's completely uh, developed in india or uh, uh... yes yes our products all all our products are fully developed in india that's uh, nice so what's the reason behind the name koyo just curious oh this means uh, coming together our team is quite interdisciplinary so we have doctors engineers business specialist uh, product designers public health specialist uh, all all of us work together to ensure the best product get gets delivered nice nitesh for any employee who starts thinking about entrepreneurship right there is always this question of how will i manage my transition from employee to entrepreneur uh, there must be challenges like family finance commitment and the friction of getting to unknown zones right so how smooth was your transition how smooth or was it rough it wasn't uh, rough at all i think it's it's, it's all about the mental uh, situation it's where where uh, and where you come from see i come mm-hmm. from a village and where where we used to eat what some onion chapati and we st- with curd all all the day and we used to be happy <laughs> so so it's, it's it's all about how you adjust your your needs uh okay. and the financial for financial needs and then you, s- you set up ac- ac- accordingly i think it's it's i remember one of my professor uh, told me this interesting line he said it's very fancy thing for all the people to use that entrepreneurs are these takers and all this he he said all the good entrepreneurs uh, never uh, never took any risk they think okay. they always managed a risk so it's not about how big that risk is it's all about how well planned uh, how well you have planned for that risk and how well managed that risk is he think the real job of an entrepreneur is uh, managing risks it's not mm-hmm. his job is not taking un, uh, un, unnecessary risk he has to figure <laughs> out <laughs> everything means randomly don't go and take risk is without any, any thought without any 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 plans and figuring out what you are going to uh, how you are going to mitigate this thing yeah nice you you're putting it uh, so simply i'm sure uh, uh, like you might have had many initial nightmare days right in any entrepreneur uh, journey yeah, like, even i have about, even every day we have any specific yeah. instances uh, who helped you and uh, how you handled it entrepreneur is again a f- fancy name but running mm-hmm. a business is a proper right, name right. all these uh, generation of people are running businesses in india uh, so uh, the uh, it's uh, almost everyone helps you 
and i mm-hmm. uh, what i what i find that uh, i was lucky to have really really good mentors uh, okay. and even uh, friends who worked for me in free i still mm-hmm. haven't paid them so but that that is a kind of debt you can never pay <laughs> so uh, that but then uh, having a uh, good uh, good network good friends uh, uh, mentors who have done these things before and i have what i found especially in india people are keen to help Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, you and they they don't ask it for return. I've seen outside uh, India, uh, even people when they say they are helping, you will find after sometimes they they asking for some financial return. But that's okay. That's uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But I've seen in India you won't find that uh, common. In yeah, India you will find really really uh, successful entrepreneurs, successful people uh, ready to help other entrepreneurs just without any any. uh getting any financial return uh, out of it good one good one so initially yeah. you managed with the fund of funding friends and families funding um, no my this the industry i mean you cannot bootstrap mm. you have to spend millions of uh, dollars before you reach to a place where you can launch these products so yeah, either yeah. you have that kind of money uh, or or you have to raise money there's right, no right. second way the only good thing about uh, working in the industry like ours which is uh relevant to social uh, entrepreneurship uh, as well as uh, high tech side so you can actually get a lot of uh, money from foundations and as well as research agencies like we got we got a lot of financial support from uh, department of biotechnology through byrac okay so uh, so they have been quite instrumental in our journey and not just in our journey they have helped hundreds of companies uh, Okay, I can see within your two years of your inception, uh, you managed bring in funding from uh, uh, startup accelerators like Mass Challenge and all all these things. That's that's yeah. a very very quick turnaround time you managed to pull pull it through. So, how did you manage initially before you even had any uh, minimal viable product um, before reaching to the investors? Right? Um, how was how was the those period handled? Ah, uh, this was interesting. We actually secured in our investor first before even mm-hmm. we started the. Uh, they started thinking about the company surprising okay how did you manage in investor in excel uh, it was an incubator now actually even we have we have merged with uh, in excel only so in okay. excel was an incubator and there's in excel ceo siraj uh, told us that he will find uh, my three months of this clinical immersion and if mm-hmm. something comes out if something comes out and uh, their investor committee and everyone uh, likes uh the uh, idea as well as see a good potential they would fund it yeah so that's why the my journey wasn't i i never had a journey ki i don't so, have food or i don't have to so it was always some somebody who was uh, ready to fund what i was doing oh that's nice so you yeah. you don't have a pre and post uh, situation because you already have uh, had your uh, investor secured yeah yeah Uh, are you a man of a plan b like uh, what if this uh, approach hasn't worked out uh, did you have any alternatives no i always had an alternative so that's what as i told you we do risk management in risk management i i just did a small risk assessment that okay what if it fails uh, mm-hmm. like, okay i'm even i'm getting paid through my investors money so it's okay. not that i'm i'm uh, losing on on salary i'm getting paid very little but then uh that's 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 fine uh okay. i'm getting my experience and what what the worst case scenario i can again go back and join but now i can join at quite senior level i can uh, 
become co-founder of any if it is just company at uh, which is working working fine i can join any startup at senior level there okay. so now the the, uh, the things have been changed now instead mm-hmm. of joining some other company as a senior engineer which if i would have gone for my normal role or yeah. m- most probably a team leader now i can mm-hmm. join places at a vice president or director or that 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 level so and in so so that's the worst case scenario <laughs> like worst case what will happen i'll join another company doesn't matter yeah, and so there is nothing to lose here yeah, yeah now you are able to position it differently yeah so because you already had this investor secured before even you start um you started the business uh, how was that uh, interaction initially like uh, what were the demands and um, how did the investors expected from you were, were there any kind of a weird situation like uh, this is the expectation that you were not ready for or uh, was it a smooth one as you as you just mentioned any any weird experiences actually no okay yeah, i again i think it's it's all about whether you in your journey or in your life how mm-hmm. what you would really like to focus on on negative things or on positive things my focus is always be non positive positive things okay see investors That's... are investors they would want their returns back they would have a complex agreement to be signed but mm. that if i am an investor i would do the same mm yeah, yeah if i put it. myself in i would i would like to secure my uh, my my capital because it's their hard earned money so uh, they, they would do what they supposed to do and my job is what i supposed to be doing as i supposed to be developing these products taking them to market making uh this this company or this division successful so that's my job mm. so uh, i focus on my job they focus on their job so uh, i think uh, this is how it, it w- works out if you start complaining yeah. about your investors <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't benefit anyone yeah yeah can you talk about uh, your first success moment i mean the first moment of relief after starting coyo labs uh, initial days i i think when we first uh, tested our product on a, on a patient and mm. uh, when it worked out really well doctors across not just india but even the top physicians uh, outside india they they really like the product they uh, looked at the benefit of these products i think that that might have achieved something which which worked well so now as i told you now all these incidents where we have we where we see a lot of patients uh, demand for our, our device doctors demand for our device they fight with their management to use our product uh because they see a great value in it i think that's i think around 2 years back we started seeing all 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 this action happen uh, action happening okay when should an entrepreneur start thinking on sales and marketing oh day one okay and should it be part of the same entrepreneur team or uh, uh, that that should be kept aside for the marketing and sales team as a separate no i i think uh, if you don't sell by yourself your sales team will make fool of you Mm. they will think that this guy doesn't understand because they won't you see as a person i have spent 5 years with my product i was, i have built those relationship with clinicians i built those relationship with uh, hospital management uh, which uh, even if you hire a sales guy even quite senior sales guy they won't have immediately they you need to guide them initially you mm. need to show them how to sell this product once once they understand this process then they can use their natural sales instinct they can use uh, their existing network if they are uh, quite senior senior people but then initial few sales uh, we have to show them how to do it okay that's good and uh, what keeps you motivated on your day the only motivation is, is this only that whatever we are doing is not just financially it makes sense but then also uh, the kind of impact it makes on people's life i still remember even 3 weeks back i was in a hospital 
where a patient was fighting for our device because they had only two of our device and they put it on one patient when they were trying to remove it that guy started shouting or something that no put that device on so mm. uh, so when you see this kind of thing we capture these kind of moments we share it yeah, within within our within our team and then people get sense of purpose not just a financial purpose because uh, again the all <laughs> and say all other industry which are focused on social uh, i think edtech and uh, healthcare is is an industry where even lot of financial data is there Mm-hmm. was so, it because uh, uh, there were no enough ventilators um, you were mentioning i mean um, we were having quite a lot of i mean we we already meeting the demands uh, but when people are fighting those are invasive ventilators mm-hmm. uh, so we, what we are talking about is non invasive ventilators which can deliver air oxygen at really really high flow with full okay. blending so so mm-hmm. those so those kind of things were not available then now we ha- we have three four companies in india which are uh which are doing this along with that we also developed a new uh, interface see uh, it's quite easy to see patients on tv and these things but when you mm-hmm. sit on on their place for example if you are receiving non invasive ventilation through a mask huh mm-hmm. it's such a painful thing nobody yeah. is able to tolerate that mask for more than 4 or 5 hours because it's a bulky and more than bulky it seals on your patient's nose tightly mm-hmm. and it uh, <laughs> and you will see lot of marks on their nose and other thing so we looked at this problem and during covid only we developed our own interface which which is like a helmet mm-hmm. which covers the patient's head and then it pressurizes the air inside that that helmet only so yeah. and so it's quite comfortable for the patient so there are these small small innovations we did which where we make sure that uh being working a lot uh, very very closely with doctors we understand these problems uh, or usability uh, issues really well and then we design solutions uh, uh, which can fit aptly to that yeah so how do you stay stay calm during your days of uh, this chaos uh, you hear a lot of instances in hospital and uh, you need to immediately take care of those things be it your equipment or product i think uh, i found it found a trick i usually uh, i walk a lot and then my when i walk i call my friends randomly and then i i just talk to them i do all the pitching to them and then yeah then it comes your mind in like i think it's all about telling someone what is inside you uh yeah and i'm fortunate of having a lot of friends who are uh, who who understand that i am going to waste their time at least for <laughs> half an hour or one hour but they are okay with it <laughs> Yeah so for uh, people going through failures uh, what's your message from your experience uh, in order to lift them up so that's a situation but for day to day failure this is only uh, personally what i do i i i think about the worst case scenario what worst can happen and then i'm okay with that worst case scenario so okay. even if failure happens that as i told you that what what can happen worst in failure i can again go back and join somewhere else yeah Yeah. I guess pretty early you started uh, in uh, as an entrepreneur, and uh, what is the one important quality that you uh, you expect that any budding entrepreneur should have? I think the most important thing is uh, about passion for the problem which uh, we are solving. I think that that's the most un- uh, important thing, and uh, on field, real good understanding of that problem. So th- that's the most important thing. I I, I see a lot of lot of. people and they fail quite uh, quite easily in 6 months one year they go back uh, the mm. main reason behind it what i see 
they they read it on news or they do some internet research and uh, find something interesting or see lot something done in us europe and then they try to do same thing in india Mm-hmm. and many times uh, it doesn't work because they don't understand the problem of indian customers yeah so the quality time in understanding the problem is important i remember again my professor teaching me this thing his motto was that if you understand problem really really well solution mm-hmm. becomes obvious to you right right and your suggestion to young people uh, having big ideas uh, but uh, afraid to begin with yeah they don't need to uh, afraid means what what to lose just just look at again and told you like what they are going to lose on means yeah. if it works out then it works out if it doesn't work out then nothing you if you have those skills if you trust mm-hmm. on on your yourself that you are a person with some skill set which other people are going or other organizations are going to value you don't need to afraid so take it forward and uh, keep working on it that's the only mantra <laughs> yeah so let's talk about something that can happen wrong um, in your uh, experience and uh, perspective uh, what are the generic thing that could go wrong uh, with an entrepreneur be it in business or in personal yeah i think there are a lot, lot of lot of factors and then it changes a lot with time for example an industry like like ours which is a regulated industry so uh, the way regulation changes the way government policy uh, changes can uh, can uh, make and break a pro- product uh, can uh, you might need to invest a lot on your uh, regulatory approvals think a lot about about over patents and i think the one of the biggest mistake even i i did uh, that early on that we all always uh, miscalculate the amount of budget will go into multiple things for for mm-hmm. example say uh, uh, patents and ip protection uh, we all always think okay it, it might cost you 5 6 lakhs or so but it actually costed more than a crore to uh, secure ip across the globe and then managing mm-hmm. it costs uh, annually it costs us uh, 20 to 25 lakh rupees annually just to manage uh, yeah. those ip yeah there are quite a lot of amount uh, spent only in patents maintenance uh, so so these kind of costs uh, usually uh, we don't consider them properly and when they come up they hit they hit us hard uh, so uh, so doing the proper projection and understanding the cost really well and you can and one can do this by uh, talking to uh, existing people who are into this in similar industry they they can guide you that what what kind of budget you should keep for what other the sales marketing even design and development and all mm-hmm. these activities they have to figure out the real cost comes in because there are there are a lot of hidden costs which we are not aware of so how big is your team uh, nitesh um, be it a co-founder uh, the initial teams or uh... so now with uh, now we have been merged with my investors company company called inexcel so uh, mm-hmm. with combined team uh, we are 32 people yeah that's that's still a small number uh, but you are doing good job impacting multiple life yeah because we don't do manufacturing my 32 member team all of them are r&d people okay so all manufacturing and everything uh, we have outsourced mm-hmm. what's your uh, vision for india in 5 years uh, down the line healthcare in india a lot of a lot of healthcare is moving uh, outside hospital almost 50% of the healthcare delivery might happen outside hospitals use, uh, using telemedicine so that that would become uh, become really big in india and we might become self sufficient in uh, at least most generic medical devices okay so what do you foresee uh, the products coming out uh, in telemedicine that will uh, really make uh, start everyone starts using it no I, i think most people who could have used telemedicine products they have already started using it yeah using those and those products are already already in market yeah for for the consultation of course yes 
yeah even for the devices a lot of devices for example you can get now wireless ecg you can get uh, wireless uh, more physiological parameter monitors uh, even wireless stethoscope so which can connect to the internet you can get the data uh, from away uh, with this merger now we have a we have a product which can actually uh, you can do the uh, telemonitoring or uh, telemedicine side of uh, you can monitor a fetal heart rate which is a baby inside the mother's womb you can actually monitor the heart rate of uh, that baby wirelessly uh, sitting somewhere else get this data on cloud uh, so uh, especially a lot of monitoring is happening on cloud i say still but physical treatment would require a require a doctor's presence over there so that's why i said mm. that 50% which is the monitoring part would definitely definitely uh, would go on the telemedicine uh but mm-hmm. then real intervention would still uh, be through doctors physically being there yeah so how current generation startups uh, in your opinion would adopt and play a big role in uh, changing the ecosystem of well established field of healthcare i think startups have already started started playing uh, playing lo- a big role in delivering healthcare in india because what i what i realized uh, Uh, hospitals do not uh, have any thing for big companies means if you provide uh, they are they they are always looking for a quality uh, sol- solutions at lower cost so if you can provide provide them a ct scan machine which is as good as ge ct scan machine but at uh, say 50% of the cost they would go with you they won't even think about it means either it is into patient monitoring or uh, even into the ventilation market now a lot of indian companies are there and then they are doing pretty good okay so coming to the end of the show uh, i have a rapid fire round and i have listed on some questions shun them on so so one global leader you follow i follow bill gates a lot and uh, the book that you are currently reading oh, i am reading uh, obama's memoir okay nice yeah. one crazy childhood activity you still wanted to do i still read comics interesting yeah. uh given a superpower for one day what power do you ask for i think mostly time time travel okay yeah. which wish tops your bucket list i think the same thing of getting a superpower <laughs> you are merging you are merging my questions so one skill that you are learning now to upskill yourself ah i i'm i'm learning a lot about supply chain management okay so your one liner advice for school or college students who dream to be an entrepreneur Uh, don't be entrepreneur first work in industry for some time and uh, get some uh, real life skills at least for a couple of years to understand what uh, what, what really happens in a professional environment i think then uh, i would say that's the best uh, way to get into startups yeah getting to know the ground and also you make you make really really good co- good connects with your managers you make a really good good network in in the company uh, which is more with professional people so that that can help uh, a lot in in the journey which you are planning mm-hmm. to take further okay one thing about you that you want people to remember you for nature of uh, happy to go lucky like this guy is most of the time happy <laughs> your favorite subject in school it's hands down it's physics what's what's your favorite social media platform that daily you follow i use linkedin a lot nice that's good and uh, thank you so much for your time nitesh it was wonderful talking to you you shok same same here man thank you 
Okay, we are at the end of episode number 2. Thank you very much Nitesh for coming on and sharing the insights. And to our listeners, you can find out the episode summary in the description. Until we catch up soon, stay tuned, be motivated. Thank you.